Welcome to Curry Gumbo, the place where we talk about Black everything. Movies, TV, videos, video games, books, poems, visual arts, all of it. Your one-stop shop for Black culture. Oh my gosh, that was kind of good. I just that made that good. up. I just, I just made that up. <laughs> So today we are discussing season one, episode one of Insecure. And the one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about episode one is because it was recently announced that the upcoming season of Insecure will be the final season. So I wanted to rewatch the show with the new, more advanced, older, more mature set of eyes because you know, most of you listening will already know episode one and we know what's to come. So I wanted to talk about some moments in episode one um, because, and, and when I was watching, I was like, this is, this show is like a time capsule. Like some of the, some of the music, some of the sayings, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, what also year as this? A, um. It was 2016. I had to look it up. 2016. So it's it's about five years. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, Issa Rae posted this was the 10 year anniversary when she started Awkward Black Girl. Did you watch that? I did. I I loved it. I was late to the party though. Like I was late to Insecure, and I didn't really? watch I didn't watch Awkward Black Girl until I watched insecure i want to say but i knew about it i i knew about it 2011 2012 i i would be by my laptop just waiting (laughs) on youtube did she drop another episode because that time i was i was all into um all those web series when black and sexy tv was still free Mm -hmm. when um like all of them i was just like these are my shows i don't need tv but Circling back to season the episode one, you see um, the cast from Awkward Black Girl. Some of the castmates was in season, episode one, season one. And it's also one of the only episodes, or the only episodes, where she's doing a voiceover, which is kind of a call out to Awkward Black Girl. Like whenever yeah. I hear that voiceover, I'm like this is so awkward black girl and then we don't get it again and i was i was wondering who made that decision to have it in one episode and then no other episode after that that's on bleak i don't know what that means i know what that shit means but being aggressively passive is what i do best didn't miss it i'll have to say i didn't i didn't didn't miss it um and when i rewatched episode one i was like oh yeah there's that voiceover so i don't know if this was her way of of connecting the Awkward Black Girl web series and then just leaving it where it was. In order to remind you, this is the show that I used to do. Yeah, and here I am now. And this is a different, this is a different thing. Because the fans, um, a lot of people followed her. Mm -hmm. Like people like me who watched Awkward Black Girl season, remember watching season one, season two, when they, um, when Pharrell kind of picked it up and mm-hmm. he had his own YouTube channel thing going on. And we were waiting for what was next. I know that bridging 
the show to awkward black girl um seems like a good way to enter the show i wanted to bridge it to other female dominated comedy shows and when i watched the first episode you know i was like this is um not only is this a love story between Issa and Lawrence, but it's also a love story between Issa and Molly. Um, the shows, you know, they seem to, to frame the show in a way. And, um, and so I was thinking, where is their place? Like, where is their, they don't like living single, it was the living room of the brownstone or the kitchen in the brownstone. Sex in the City, it was any local eatery. The the show Girlfriends, it was Joan's apartment, maybe. Yeah. You know? And I was I like, know. where is their where is their space where they like let their hair down and and talk? Looking back, I would say it's the Ethiopian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Going back to this first episode, um it I saw a lot of things that made sense Mm -hmm. like the Ethiopian restaurant was one that's they every all the their big conversations centered around that restaurant and we see it um pop up in this most recent season so I guess they do have a spot but it isn't I guess it it isn't it's not obvious it's not it's not really obvious and i was wondering like why that's the case because i think setting is very important to the show like i think isa wants you to know this is la Mm -hmm. and specifically this is black la yeah but they don't have a place that is that is theirs other than the ethiopian restaurant that they don't show a lot well, if you compare, I remember um, Issa Rae did an interview about the different shows that she enjoyed. She was really into some of the white shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm mm. or um, I don't know what else she said. But going back to the restaurant, it reminds me of a show like Seinfeld or Friends mm-hmm. where the restaurant was their gathering place. Mm-hmm. So I know you had you mentioning like living single and girlfriends tip the the black I guess you can call them the black shows. Mm-hmm. It's, Our shows. <laughs> I think it's a different like you can't like I, the restaurant thing was more of a of a white show thing, and I I think they kind of yeah. they kind of Seinfeld, Sex yeah, because, in the City. I remember Issa Rae saying, because the reason why she created Awkward Black Girl was because her her humor was, she always felt it was a little bit different or off. And the shows that she enjoyed weren't necessarily typical Black shows, but she did like them, but didn't see herself in them. And she created this kind of in-between space. And you know, that's so interesting. You mentioned Curb Your Enthusiasm, because when I think about that show, that show doesn't really have a set place that is a meeting ground for the main characters. Also, I think what's different is a show like Seinfeld, a show like Living Single, a show like Sex in the City, a show like Girlfriends, or even a show like Martin. You know, there it's it's more than two people. It's always a group of mm-hmm. people. Even um, even a show like Martin, if you only take the male friends, it's not two friends, it's three friends. 
And so I can see, you know, like those shows maybe need a set place for, you know, everyone to meet up. Yeah, we got four people sitting down talking about their lives. Curve Your Enthusiasm is really about Larry David and he kind of splinters off to the different people in his life, whether it's his wife or his ex-wife, because I know he gets divorced on the show and then they reconnect or his manager or his best friend or um, his father or, you know, so they're never, that show is so much about improv and dialogue that maybe not situating a, a specific space as an important marker of the show is a is a is a way to keep the energy on 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 dialogue maybe did sex in the city have us have a space they had i it was like a nameless local eatery that would always change like sometimes they would be having brunch there sometimes it was breakfast sometimes it was um lunch a late dinner you know, and sometimes the spots would change, but it was always this, you know, very unfancy diner. You know what else I noticed? The the t-shirts and other people have noticed this too. Issa's t-shirts and and Molly's graphic tees, like the BB King shirt, the Prince shirt, the Michael Jackson shirt. I noticed that a lot of the shirts that Issa wears they're very male centered and that was interesting to me seeing as though you know Kendrick Lamar's um we gonna be all right is what opens the show and I was Mm -hmm. like why we I mean I know Raphael Sadiq uh had a lot to do with the music so she consulted with them for the show yes but Raphael Sadiq is really the one putting the score together um and he does a wonderful job but i did want because a lot of the other music in the show is um very female artist dominated i'm like in a show about about black women and i know that he also did not probably you know decide wardrobe i'm sure he didn't but we got humble and we got B.B. King, and I want to say, was it, who's the other person? Yeah, we got Issa Rae in a B.B. King shirt, Molly in a Michael Jackson shirt. Like, if there's a way to read that, I don't know how to read that. Yeah, I don't know either. And it could be, you know, just a cute coincidence that it came together Mm -hmm. that way. But I noticed the Michael Jackson shirt is what Molly is wearing when Issa, when she and Issa make up in the last episode. Really? Yeah. So she's, so after um, Issa embarrasses Molly and we can talk about whether or not Molly's embarrassment was legitimate because I don't think it was. I think Molly was definitely tripping um Molly Issa em- embarrasses Molly with the broken pussy song after that mm-hmm. she angers Molly further when she is um trying to juggle 
Molly and Daniel. So she's listening to Molly vent, but she's also texting Daniel, which is upsetting. And I, I do understand yeah. that. And so she goes to see Daniel, um, much to Molly's chagrin. And when she returns, um, she has a forgiveness platter or a please forgive me platter, which is chips in a one bag of chips, <laughs> one bag, one raggedy gas station bag of chips, a Cheetos and some dip, French onion dip. I don't know, but I'm like, who is dipping Cheetos and French onion? Anything. Who is dipping for, who is dipping French? Who is dipping Cheetos in anything? Let alone that nasty ass girl. Anyway a Frito-Lay dip girl Mm-mm. anyway so yeah so she Molly is wearing that Michael Jackson shirt she's also wearing that shirt episode eight when they are in Malibu and Issa is trying to get back to LA to make up with Lawrence but no one wants to take her because they're drunk mm-hmm. and Molly decides to take her and if you remember, um, Molly is upset with Issa because Issa kind of insinuates that maybe Molly needs therapy and Molly mm-hmm. doesn't take too well to that type of, to that advice. Um, but when she agrees to drive Issa back to LA, you can see she's wearing that, she's wearing that Michael Jackson shirt. Now, another way that shirts connect two characters is the first time we meet Lawrence, he's in a Georgetown t-shirt. That's where he went to college. Mm-hmm. And then in episode eight, again, we see, and this is after Lawrence has found out that um, Issa has cheated on her with Daniel and he leaves. And so she's there, house a mess. House is a mess. And I know it's stained because I know she ain't did no dishes. <laughs> and She's wearing a, I don't know how to pronounce this, Hoyas shirt, H-O-Y-A-S. And I looked that up because I was like, who, what is that? And it's um, the Georgetown basketball team mascot. Okay. So I'm like, you know, again, we have like these, we're, we're connecting people through, (laughs) through the shirts, but as, as we know, you know, she doesn't get to make up with Lauren, with Lawrence, but she does make up with Molly which is another reason that I feel like the show is more about a love story between Issa and Molly as opposed to Issa and Lawrence. Yeah. That was very apparent in the first episode too because she, the whole, now I'm watching the first episode, this whole season just, I'm now I'm, I'm rethinking my thoughts about it because she wanted to break up with Lawrence right away yeah and she kind of like tried to but kind of punked out yeah and then it's like she didn't really care (laughs) but then throughout this throughout the season she's kind of upset he left so it's like did you want to break up or no like why like what are we doing either yes like where are you at because she's on him like oh where are we going what, what are we doing but she seems kind of in the same in the same limbo like she doesn't know what she wants to do yeah I think she I think a lot of it was her guilt she felt really guilty about sleeping with with Daniel and so that kind of propelled her 
into <laughs> make really making things work with Lawrence. And it was around that time that Lawrence was kind of getting his stuff together. Oh yeah, that's true. Like Lawrence was, you know, doing the job interviews and Lawrence was like helping out around the house more. And Lawrence was, you know, taking her to see engagement rings. My thing is this, don't take me to see no engagement ring, put the engagement ring on my finger. I don't like when when people give you these hints and expect yeah. for that to to be to some something. huge shift or or that to make me move a certain way like don't drop hints like I'm taking you seriously. Just take me seriously. Right. I don't need you to show me a, like show me that you are making payments in order to buy me the ring. That will mean something to me. Mm-hmm. Ugh. but you know what I mean Lawrence they're young so I'm not gonna judge even though I'm gonna judge her and Molly I, I see like they got in an argument I guess the first episode it's like she's like she had a horrible birthday she not sure about her boyfriend she's trying to break up for him but can't then she and her best friend kind of get in a little argument mm-hmm. it's Issa's having a horrible day I think when I see she went to her best friend before before her um she went home. So in this most recent season, we see Molly and Issa have a go through a, a type of breakup. Mm-hmm. Watching this first season, do you see any clues that this is not the healthiest relationship? Yes. What are those? <laughs> Their communication. It was just I don't know if they're both in a in a place where they're not feeling their best selves, mm-hmm. but just Molly feeling down, Issa feeling down, Issa trying to take her out. But really, and Issa was kind of sneaky. She, because Molly did call her out. She said, you just want to come here to meet up with Daniel. And she did. So it's like, are you really taking your friend out to help her feel better? Or are you just kind of trying to finagle your way to Mm -hmm. run into your her ex Dana was her ex I didn't realize that until this episode either because yeah I forgot about that yeah why didn't she tell Molly why didn't she just tell her I want to run into him instead of like concocting serendipity she's like let's go to this place over here I think they have great music and you know and, and why didn't like, she okay. just tell Daniel, I came here because I saw you were going to be here. I wanted to see you. I know she's just lying throughout. She's lying to everybody. But what would that have done? Because obviously I feel like Molly would have said, that's a mistake. You have a whole boyfriend. And not necessarily because she has a boyfriend, but because it seems as though Molly is aware that Issa is in a very vulnerable place right now and dating this guy isn't going to solve whatever dating your ex it's not going to solve whatever issue you're having at this scary age of 29 or what you deem as scary because they kind of do you know set up her the last year of her 20s as this time where she has to do everything that she that's on her bucket list or she's you know it seems like they're setting up 30 as an age where you must settle down everything is over like 30 is a very serious age like marriage and big girl job and 
401k and IRA, like this, this is the time that I need to be thinking about that. And only that I can't have, I have no fun in th- at, at right. 30, once 30 happened, that's it. You so, gotta take this last year to do all you want to do. And I'm, and I'm sitting here at the age of 35, like girls, relax. <laughs> like, I no, really need if, for you to really relax. If she would have told Molly and Molly would have been like, you're dumb. I would have been with Molly because this is a, a guy you dated when high school and college that he sends you a Facebook message on your birthday and you just get super excited. Yeah. It's like, come on now. Like, let's not jump to conclusions. You and just, then there was the, I miss you, but no, yeah, it was like, I, miss you. I miss you. I miss you. Let's get together again. It's like, why do I, why does Issa have to do everything? Or why are you wasting your time with men who are not giving you like the real deal? Holy field. Like, come on. But even though I miss you, it could have, you could read it different ways. Okay. Depending on, they don't really elaborate on their relationship. If they were just really childhood friends that ended up dating and, bro- and broke up apparently obviously she's not upset with him he's not a horrible ex mm-hmm. so he could if he just said oh happy birthday i miss you i miss you know hanging out with you that's one thing or if it's like i miss you i'm trying to get back with you that's something different so i'm it's interesting that i guess she read it as i miss you i want to get back with you type of way but that is such a general phrase. Yeah. Maybe he could have added a little bit more specificity to it, you know, or maybe she it's could have Facebook led with- message. That's How many true. Facebook messages you get on, on your birthday, especially back in the day from people from mm-hmm. high school? You know, That's you just true. like, oh, thank you. It's like, it's, yeah. you don't even have your number. If he had your number, text you happy birthday not but he's not obviously birthday. into her though he's obviously into her because he kisses her and i don't think that this is just yeah. a you're it's a this is a convenient kiss like you're here i'm attracted to you we know each other let's kiss let's make out let's hook up i think this is i i now that i see you i realize that i actually do miss you and i want you in my life now but then he's going to play it off, talking about I'm not looking for no serious relationship, and which he yeah. probably isn't. He probably isn't. But I think, you know, and as we see in the rest of the season, he is, even though he's not ready for a serious relationship, I don't think that he was ready to throw away the possibility of a serious relationship with Issa. Yeah, they all didn't know what they wanted. Yeah. She wanted to break up, but then she's scared to break up for her boyfriend. And then she want to get back with her boyfriend. And then it's like, girl, pick some, pick a side. Do you think that her desire to break up with him is because they're in a rut or -hmm. because he's not working or because he has not, or because they have not had the conversation about the next step in the relationship? Because even in the, the rest of the season, you know, he's, you know, showing her rings in a mall um you know what that's shady that by get the ring wherever you want to get the ring you know man all that matters is if as if you guys are together <laughs> yeah. you know but i think it's the whole thing about just being feeling 
29 and almost 30 and seeing all of your friends, I guess, get engaged and get married and move forward in life. And you're just like, okay, we've been, we've been together for five years. I've been at this job for five years. That time in life was like, is this going to be it? Is this all there is to life? I'm just going to be in this apartment with you forever. Like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's all the above is she wants, she wants something more out of life. What does more look like though? Well, for them, it was, I think it was marriage. Cause even when Molly's coworker got married, Mm -hmm. she, she was upset, even though she didn't even have a serious boyfriend. Child, you couldn't tell Molly that because you couldn't. No, but she mentioned they went on three dates. But even even if they just started, went on three dates, like he, it's not like they were. I'm. I guess anyone can be ready to get married, but Molly had a problem with taking. She had a problem with taking men too seriously when they haven't given you any reason to take the whatever it is seriously like I'm not even going to call it a relationship I can't even call it a fling like I can't there there's nothing to call that it is a whatever interaction y'all had it doesn't warrant your move to seriousness you right know? so I, I I can understand if it was the other way around if Issa who's been with her boyfriend for five years and her co-worker gets engaged she might I can see Issa being like well damn I've been here five years right. and nothing. And this girl, like, what's what's wrong with me? But Molly, with no serious relationship, I'm like, why are you mad? Right. Like, you, you have... There's, you know, a, there's a, 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 a silliness that Molly has that I'm like, you a lawyer for real? And I mean, we talked about this. I forget which episode it was when, when Molly finds out that her parents battled infidelity and i'm like girl it's still it was 11 basketball episode okay and i think it goes we mentioned how when you i guess when people when they have i guess parents who've been married for yes years Mm -hmm. they have this ideal of what life is supposed to be like right i guess i can i can try to understand that if if you come from parents who maybe met in college and got married right after college or even high like, school yeah and you're looking like well what happened to me like if like my parents did it why can't i do it because you're looking to your you do look to your parents as role models whether good or bad and if that's what you want it's like okay well why is it not working for me mm-hmm. this is what's supposed to happen it's that idea of this is what's supposed to happen or this is where my life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The whole checking off the boxes, like you have a good career, okay? You know, you're college graduate, you, you know, have your own place. You know, what's, what am I missing? And so, yeah, Molly definitely had issues with relationships. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because she had a false idea of, what our relationship is because she felt her parents were perfect. I guess she felt like she had this perfection thing, like, oh, okay, well, we're dating. We had three dates. All right, let's next step is to get serious and 
Yeah. Get engaged. I noticed that Molly, Molly is the, she has two brothers. So she's the Mm -hmm. only girl. And I think that a lot of times when, what, when you're in a two parent household and you're the only child that is of a certain gender. So if you're the only boy, a lot of times you dote on that little boy, especially if you're the youngest, you know, Molly being the only woman, being the only female child. I wonder if there's a sense, I wonder if we're supposed to know that people cater to her in a way that may maybe doesn't benefit her in her adult life and probably didn't benefit her in as a child because there are just certain expectations that she has of Issa that I feel are just very expectations that she has of men and expectations that she has of people around her that are a bit much like girl you don't think you're tripping you know like when she's on the day and this is maybe like episode two or three when she finally gets accepted into the league which is a you know upscale dating app for young gorgeous professionals and she's on the date with a I think he's a doctor I don't know what he is but he's a character he he plays on the show um Dear White People Mm -hmm. and you know it's like their second or third date and she's like hey did you get home okay or so like I was wondering if you got home okay it's like you know obviously he got home okay he's on the date with you now okay well you know I just want to know that you got home safely that's all you know just a little thing when I hear it I'm like okay I I I can see why that's problematic when I've said it to men too soon I'm like up that back it up like just chill out you know what I mean I don't think that Molly has that sense of awareness that a lot of people who have had to share attention yeah have and also I think based on her profession she probably is used to getting or achieving everything at a certain pace yeah like to be a lawyer very true you got your bachelor's you went to law school um before that you passed the exam so you've your life is on this trajectory that you hit every milestone at a certain time frame Mm. and so I think she's she's very rigid in that way because her life is rigid Mm -hmm. like there is no room for oh let's just wait and see or let's feel things out you don't feel things out not in in her in her life it's just supposed to happen it's, yeah, it's supposed to happen. And so with dating, it's, you know, okay, we went on a date. All right. Next. Date yeah. One checked off. All right. Date two. Let's go. Like, right. <laughs> and like, in her profession, she is professionally and, and financially rewarded for getting her way. So yeah, I think her entire life is wrapped up in, you know, milestones, rules, Mm-hmm. he's got the Roberts rules of order she's got it and she's like when I text you and make trying to make sure you are okay you're supposed to hit me back immediately and if yeah. you don't it's a problem you know mm-hmm. and I think that she kind of validates her 
her assumption in the fact that her intention is to make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I, I'm texting you because I want to make sure you made it home. Okay. But, you know, and also like speaking of, we had that the conversation about polyamory and you told me to give it a shot. And I, I tried to, <laughs> I, I made my best effort, but this guy, it was, it was a one day fling that I had with this guy. I'm not even going to call it a fling because we only, we didn't have a, a serious interaction, but he, um, he told me that he had a girlfriend who was okay with him dating other women, but it didn't sound like a polyamorous type of thing to me. It sounded like, you know, I'm going to be out here and do what I want. And she's aware of that. And, but I can't think I can't do that in front of her. I mean, that's ex- kind of explicitly what he told me. And, um, as long as she doesn't see it, it's fine. Yeah, and then I'm like, honey that could all be a lie like you probably have a girlfriend and she's like don't do nothing I don't care if I see it or don't see it I don't want you out here doing nothing but I anyway you know he said he he doesn't live in the same state that I live in and he was kind of passing through and I um and I believe like he was either going to stay another night or he was going to drive back and this morning I was like I wonder if I should check to see if if he drove back home if he made it okay if it you know because I would do that with anybody like if I was with you or if I talked to you all day I want to make sure you made it to your space you know and then I thought no that ain't your that ain't your space to do that that ain't your place to do that and he and and also if he didn't girl what you gonna do what you gonna do? Exactly. You gonna drive to I'll where he is? You gonna save him? Like, hey, hey, girl. Um, you know, <laughs> I was just, I was talking to a man the other day, and I just want to make sure that he's <laughs> okay. Uh, but again, I I want to make it clear. Like, I ain't do none with this person who you know has a girlfriend who he say is okay with him dating other women. It did either way. It wasn't a polyamorous situation either way. But that I'm I bring that up to talk about the Molly situation because even though your intention is good, it's not your place. It's not your place to ask dude if he made it home, if he's sending off signals that he's not ready for that type of, you know, it's not your place to to reprimand your father for cheating on your mother, especially if your mother has forgiven him. Even when they both went, it's not even, it's not even current. It would happened years ago. Right. It's not, it's not current news. And you see the catering, you see how even the brothers knew about it and she didn't. Why? Because it's like oh, that I'm going to I'm know. you know, we have to protect her. No. Let her know how life is out here. That's why she out here and don't know how to act. The, you think I'm you're the one who's asking me to come. We barely even know each other and you're talking about me leaving clothes at your spot. You should leave. We don't get Kelly or Tiffany none of the friends yeah none of the friends it's just Molly and Issa but you know who I want to see return in a serious capacity in this upcoming season well let me ask you this who do you want to see return who's maybe like a uh they're not a main character but you met Uh them in episode one or season one listen I'm I'm all for um Daniel and Tasha what? <laughs> what? Why can't they come back? 
Then you can come back. Tasha got to get on. Have a reunion. Tasha got to get the hell on. They have to show up at a block party or something. The last block party. I feel like Daniel is definitely coming back. Daniel is definitely coming back. I don't know about Tasha. I don't know, but I, I okay. You want to see them for the finale? I want to see Jared. Like speaking of Molly, oh, I feel him. like Jared and Molly could have been a thing. Could have been a good thing. Bay. They broke up. They gonna get back together? No, she don't need to be with him. No, she didn't be with Jared. Oh, by curious self who ain't by curious no more. That's who she needs to be with. She'll mess that one up too. Lord, then she put him through the ringer. Yeah. First, it was, I don't have a college degree. Then it was, you know, I was, you know, curious. I was experimenting one time and it never happened again. It's like, dang, the, the child couldn't win. Then it Mom's was he, not that progressive at all. At all. Even um Lawrence said, well, he made a joke saying that she has her standards are super high. Which people, I mean, there's so many conversations about standards and what to expect, what not to expect. Is there such thing as too high standards? Yeah. There's so many conversations around that topic. Because but, what did she want that Lawrence would have read as a high standard? She seems like the type of person she cuts people off quickly if if they don't meet, if they don't have a certain, I guess, if they're not at a certain level according to what she deems as appropriate or mm-hmm. dateable, she probably just cuts them off. Like she's not open to opportunities. Who would Molly be like? Like think about all the other shows. It doesn't have to be a black show, but who does Molly resemble? Mm, I'm thinking about living single and a cross between Max and Regine. Yeah. I was thinking about Sex in the City and Living Single. And I did you watch Sex in the City? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Miranda and Max. Mm-hmm. Like because Mar- Miranda was incredibly judgmental. I mean, that's why her and Carrie was getting into it all the damn time. Mm-hmm. I mean to Carrie, no calls, no crime. Oh, what are you gonna do, Miranda? You're gonna cut me out of your life like you did to Steve? First sign of any little weakness or flaw, and you just write people off. My God, Miranda, you are so judgmental. But Molly doesn't, Molly doesn't, with Regine, there was a sense, there is a sense that Regine is very stuck up. And with Maxine, she is this man eater, no feelings, empathy. She don't know what that means. Um, and it's so interesting that she's also a lawyer but there's something redeemable about Maxine and Regine and even Miranda that is I don't there's nothing redeemable about Molly that makes me go 
I have a best friend and she's just like Molly or I want to be Molly's friend. Like I rank them. Issa, Molly, Tiffany, Kelly. Who do you want to be Tiffany friends first. with? Tiffany first, then who? Kelly. Wait, wait Tiffany? Amanda Seals character. Yes. You want to be her friend. At least because Tiffany seems like she she embraces her bougie. She's the Whitley Gilbert. You know what it is. It's like you don't have to play games or pretend. You're not bougie. I said to friends. I appreciate Tiffany. Who do you want to be friends with? Um, I'm still either going with Tiffany or Kelly. Oh my god. I think Issa, they, Issa and Molly are a hot mess. Okay, so Tiffany and I guess then Kelly. Yeah. And not a Issa and Molly who do you Tiffany? Okay, I Tiffany seems like she seems she is a fun time. Like, yeah. They they do they do have fun together, even though she's kind of out like they don't take her too seriously. Like Tiffany, did she even get into any arguments with? Well, I mean, she has that mental breakdown. Well, yeah, after after she had her after she had her baby, but before that, it's just like, was was her character not that developed enough? Because she or did she just not? It seemed like she just was just she was chill, even though she had this air about her, Mm -hmm. but she was still. She still looked out for her friends. Like she didn't, yeah. I don't, I don't see, I'm trying to remember, did she ever judge Issa or Molly or in a harsh Kelly. way? Or Kelly, because like, even, she, even if she says like little slick remarks to them, it's nothing they can't just like, girl, Tiffany, whatever, like hush. Well, I think it's interesting because Tiffany and Kelly seem to be like on opposite ends of a spectrum, but yeah. They are the they're the closer unit out of right. out of the group. I'm honestly taking Tiffany over Molly. I will yes. say that. I will say that. I think that like yes, Tiffany does embrace her bougie. Um I think that Tiffany the I think the difference is I think Tiffany says things that she doesn't necessarily know are hurtful. Molly will say them knowing that they're hurtful. Yeah, she's intentional with her yeah. meanness. Yeah. Molly just seems kind of, she just seems like a, it's always some type of drama with her. Mm-hmm. Like always something wrong, always complaining. It's like, girl, just, let's just, can we just relax and have fun? It's like, what problems do you have? You're a lawyer. You are a able-bodied person. All of your friends, your parent, like everybody around you is a is an able-bodied person. Like, so there are no problems that um like that stem from that. All of your people seem like they're they're good financially, except for Issa, you know. Right. And if and and Issa is not at the end of the road because I mean Issa has a brother and she also has a mother who seem like they're they are okay. Issa, there's never, there's a sense that Issa will never be out here homeless because she can go to her mom's place. Like, cut it out. She couldn't, but. Why she couldn't? 
No, I'm saying she didn't because she, she was didn't. But, but and she didn't want to. Right. She didn't want to, but she could. And I think it's that sense of, I can't be an adult and in my mother's house. So yeah. I'm going to just couch surf, which is fine. You know, but it's like, Molly, what, what serious concerns do you have? And it's interesting that she's the one that's in therapy. <laughs> Molly seems she's way more judgmental. Yeah. Not, and I don't mean to say that you have to have those socioeconomic issues in order to need therapy because you don't um and I think everybody needs therapy but it's like yeah you're right she is complaining about stuff and it's like what what is your problem like you complained that your friend said that therapy not might not be a bad idea Mm -hmm. that's why you're sulking in Malibu Mm -hmm. in Malibu in Malibu, like, think about the privilege. <laughs> like, first of all, you in Malibu, you have the resources to go to therapy and you mad that somebody said you need it or mm-hmm. it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, Molly can go. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm taking all of them over Molly. I'm taking, um, what's Lawrence's friend name? Chad. Chad, I'm taking Chad over uh, Molly. Chad, keep it real. I'm taking Dionisha from We Got Y'all, the little school, the little oh, smart girl. mouth girl. I'm taking her over Molly. I'm I'll taking Frida. I'll take Frida over Molly. Frida, I will say it again. I will say it again. I feel like Frida has a crush on Issa. <laughs> a toast. So finally hanging out. And, you know, who knows? Maybe one day we can go out with real friends. There are always these, like, sexual innuendo jokes with her. Like, when Issa comes in and she's like, hey, Free, you got a sec? Oh, I thought... I have all the sex you need. Nope. I heard it. I feel like you're attracted to Issa. I don't know. Either that or she just really, like, just really likes her as, as, a, as a person. She just wants to... She really wants to be her friend. Frida, uh, the actress who plays Frida, played a, a she she played a lesbian in well, I'm not going to say a lesbian. She played a woman who was in a same sex relationship in the show Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. I always say like you getting good with HBO, they gonna find work for you because they just keep recycling the same actors. But um, and so maybe that's why I'm reading a lesbian storyline in <laughs> Frida's. Cause I'm like, girl, I, feel, I don't know. And I, I wanted, um, like, I didn't, I didn't need a spinoff for Frida, but I wanted them no. to show Frida more. Like I wanted, I wanted to see, I feel like what they did with, um, gosh, I forget his name again. Um, Chad, Molly's like, oh, no, Chad. Chad, like show me, or even Molly, that's per, Molly's coworker, the young mm-hmm. lady who's getting, who's getting, who was engaged. I wanted to see more of Frida's life. Yeah, I did. I wanted to see like, who do you date? Who are your friends? What do you do for fun? You know, she was trying to hang with Issa, but Issa was just like, no, she was trying to hang with Issa because she wanted to make love to Issa. <laughs> I'm here to let you know that. Who are you picking, Daniel or, or Lawrence? Hmm. If you're in Issa's shoes. 
if I'm in East, I mean, uh, Lawrence, because the whole Daniel thing, like I said, he's just sent you a Facebook message for happy birthday. That was it. And then you took that, <laughs> found out where you will be that night, convinced your best friend to go to this place, like unaware of what you were doing to kind of casually bump into him like oh i had no idea you were going to be here and then it's 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 all she she did a lot do you really think that she was that daniel was a scratch she needed to itch she needed that i said that all wrong do you think that he was an itch yeah he was an itch she needed to scratch Yes, because I'm still confused as to, she starts off saying she wanted to break, she was thinking about breaking up with Lawrence because she Mm -hmm. just wasn't feeling a relationship anymore. And then I guess Molly's like, no, that's you guys that you have a man, keep him, whatever. But if you're not, she didn't really elaborate in the first episode as to why she wanted to break up as opposed to um I guess she just felt like it wasn't going anywhere mm-hmm. well she seems she was getting bored with the relationship well I don't think that Lawrence was trying like he messed up her birthday oh yeah he that was the other thing it's it's her birthday and you can't even like cook nothing for her bake a cake take me out no and it wasn't an issue with money because you were getting unemployment benefits and you still according to tasha your teller at the bank that you you know cool with you still have some savings there Mm -hmm. are people who have full-time jobs who don't have savings so you it ain't a money thing it's no And that excuse when she was when she came home from the thing with Issa, and he she was like, "Oh, why you not dressed?" And he was like, "Oh, I I feel I feel down." I'm like, "This ain't about. It's not your birthday. It's It's really not about you." Better put a smile on your face and get dressed and take her out. And I think that's the issue with a lot of with a lot of young couples. And I think everyone has to come to this understanding that a relationship won't always feel good sometimes it's gonna feel like work sometimes and you gotta you gotta deal with it and I think in that moment Lawrence was supposed to say this isn't about me let me put my ego to the side and I get it you know and I he says it in the you know in this last season that just aired that I just you know it was I can see it being difficult for a man who isn't working to to be a good boyfriend because your sense of self-worth is all types of messed up yeah and that's one thing that's why I feel like it's good to see how your partner is when When they're they're broke Mm -hmm. when they're depressed when they're because you 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 can you know you're gonna be able to know when, it's good. when you got money. Everything is good when, when it's you good. ain't battling depression or anxiety. You know when you're healthy, the relationship is thriving. 
catfish is delicious. Who knows where that's from? But if you ain't got, if you're, if you know, you're having money trouble, you're having a hard time finding a job. If you are, if you have a job, if, even if you have a good job, but if you hate it, yeah, you know, that can really have an impact. It, it really shows you who you are, you know? I so. think Issa, if she, I hate the word break, but if she wanted to just to say, you know, I just need some time to figure things out. And maybe we need to separate for like, I don't know, six months or a year and see what happens. That would have made more sense than her jumping from Lawrence to Daniel and then trying to get back with Lawrence. Like she, if she wanted to be single, just be single. Yeah. And she says that, but she mumbles it. And then she, you know, I don't, I don't think she ever has that conversation because she doesn't want to hurt his feelings. She doesn't even know if she wants that. She's afraid. Um, Mm -hmm. If, you know, this is someone that you've been with for the last five years, things can be scary on the other side. Security. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think if she was, if she had a little bit more security, I feel like she would have been able to state what it is that she wants. But sometimes when you don't feel settled in that way, like when you don't feel stable, when you feel like, you know, your world could come crashing down, it's difficult to know exactly what it is you want. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also difficult to distinguish what you want versus what you need. I feel like Issa is, is battling that. Definitely. That's why she should have just been single. have now come to the end of the episode thank you for listening let us know what you think hit us up on instagram at curry gumbo bye bye y'all smooches